to celebrate ourselves as women is in inverted commas arrogant and this is something that always comes up with my clients and you know the difference between confidence and arrogance and it's a wild ride coaching when you're devoted and committed to it you become the best version of yourself on a consistent basis this is awakened love the podcast and i'm your host angel this is a space where we get real real about sex love and awakening so strap in let's go deep what's up beautiful awakened beings and welcome to another episode of awakened love today i have with me a very special guest who i hold extremely dear to my heart georgie clark who is a transformational life coach she specializes in confidence she supports women she's also training in somatic style body-based coaching And she's been a client of mine for the last two years. And I'm really, really grateful that she's here to share some of her wisdom, some of her experience. Thank you for being here, babe. Uh, Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to just chat. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I always say. It's like we're just hitting record on a conversation and people get to be a fly on the wall. Yeah, the best. (laughs) Let's dive in, Mama. The work I do is a lot around childhood wounding. Mm. Before we started our work together, were you even aware that you had any childhood wounding? What was kind of your perspective on that? Because I know for me, before I started this work, I didn't really even know that was a thing. I'm curious, maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but did you understand childhood wounding that perhaps you even had any? What was your um, positioning on that before we worked together? Mm. (laughs) do you know what before we started working together I didn't understand the depth of child inner child wounding and inner child work I think I had had therapy a few years before and had kind of scratched the surface of root causes from my childhood that might be creating my current experience right now Mm -hmm. or it was a few years ago now but I had no idea the depths to which my childhood has impacted where I am now. And even with you having done so much work around it, even the other day, I had an experience where it was just like, oh my God, (laughs) something has come up. So no, I would say I didn't know how powerful that was. Let's talk about that because this is interesting. I think what you're referring to, we had an extremely powerful breakthrough somatic healing session with one another. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's the exact one. (laughs) Let's go there because I think it's interesting. And I was thinking about this this morning um, before you came on and I was having a lot of deep gratitude for you, my love, and and Mm. getting the privilege of getting to like climb inside your experience and how much I love getting a long period with someone. It's like building a really deep relationship. We've been working together for two years. I have some clients I've been with for four years uh, and it's so, it's a different thing. And what I was thinking is like, there's coaching, which is what I do as well. It's really powerful. Sometimes it's like three months, six months. It's like a you know, you, you have a specific set of goals and then we complete versus mentorship, which is when you build this long lasting relationship with someone, um, and you move through life with them and you get to see their ups and the downs and we work on money and career and love and relationships Mm -hmm. and spirituality and in your own coaching business and clientele. And I think, um, 
What would you say the difference is between having that short, um, shorter burst, which can still be powerful. And I know you do this work as well. So speak from receiving, but also giving and coaching, um, the shorter burst versus like the longer mentorship. What's been the benefit for you? How funny. I was literally just talking about this with a friend a couple of nights ago. (laughs) Divine timing. Oh God. So I think that the short term for me, from my experience, having worked with people short term for three months, four months is so impactful in raising your awareness to what needs to be done. And that's super useful. Mm -hmm. Like awareness is number one, right? You can go a long way from there. But having been with you for two years now and created that amazing relationship and having that mentorship every couple of weeks for two years, for me, I've really noticed the difference in being that now I truly embody everything that we work on. I don't just listen and take it in in the moment and then I'm done with it, you know, the next month. I just embody it and I practice it daily and I'm committed and I'm devoted. And that is the difference also with my clients who I work with for longer than three or four months. I I coached someone for a year last year and the, the difference in transformation between some of the people I work with for three months to some of the people I work with for a year is is really yeah it's a, it's um how would i describe it it's like you said i think you build that that rapport and that relationship which creates an even deeper safety between client and coach which <laughs> yeah right snaps <laughs> which enables <laughs> you to express from a much deeper level it enables you to um feel more comfortable in saying the things which perhaps you wouldn't before or going to those deep places which might be scary and in doing that over that period of time of creating that comfort with one another you release things on a much more expansive level you you move Mm. through things much more um what's the word deeply, I guess. Yeah. Yes. It's so funny. I feel like as the thought entered my mind, you said the word safety, (laughs) break dancing in my brain. And it's true. (laughs) Like a teacher once said to me and I'll never forget it. She's like, without deep safety, you don't get deep access and without deep access, you don't get profound transformation. And I think it's exactly that. And so it's kind of interesting to think about this difference between like a coach and a mentor. And I think we do both. Right. And when I think about coach, it's like, for example, I've recently had a writing coach. And so Mm. I I might have a relationship with this person over the long term. They may turn into a mentor because writing is such a big part of my life. Mm. Um, But let's say I had a skill that wasn't as big a part of my life, but I wanted to upskill or a goal. Mm. Um, And so I went to a coach for that specific thing and took three months and got their support versus um, I'm often looking for mentors. I want Mm. people in my life. That's what I look for. And maybe that's why I tend to attract that is because I want to build a relationship with someone. I want them in my life. I want them in my corner. I, Mm. I, I desire that deeper, um, relationship and support. And what's interesting, I think through that, and let's circle back to that experience we had recently together Mm. is, it's like, we think that the work is done. (laughs) Haha. It's never done. (laughs) And it's, it's so wild how you can just keep finding these 
deeper layers and pockets in sessions that you're like, you'd think that you'd run out of stuff to do, but tell people a little bit, maybe through your experience about that session that we had. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I'll come on to that, but I had this phrase the other day, like the thing is never the thing. And I think that's what (laughs) people, I think that's what a lot of my clients, especially when they come to me, they think, oh yeah, I've got this thing that I really want to nail and fix in three months. And I'm like, you know, a couple of sessions in, we're like, oh, the thing, the thing was not the thing, was it? And then, you know, <laughs> all these things come out because it is, it's a never ending journey. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, cycling yes, yes. back <laughs> to my own experience. What was your question again? I can't even remember now. <laughs> <laughs> it was around just sharing. What was that experience like for you? Mm, so Two that, years in, you come to yeah. see me, you know, we think that We've dug pretty deep and then what happens? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So it's interesting because for me, to give a little bit of context, in the lead up to that session, as you know, but for anyone listening, I was in a real period of stagnation. I was stuck. Mm -hmm. I felt like my body was offline. Everything was just not moving and I needed to take some sort of action in my life. So I did. I took action. And I ended a relationship I was in and I obviously needed to process this and purge it in a way and release all of that stuck energy that had been residing in me for probably like three months or something. And Mm. so we came into this session together, this somatic healing session, and I obviously needed to release a lot of stuck emotion that was trapped in my body. Mm. But in the process of releasing that emotion, I was shaking and I was crying and my body was doing things I didn't even know existed within my body. It was a really (laughs) intense experience for me. And I had Mm -hmm. done quite a lot of somatic sessions with you, but this one was Mm -hmm. on another level. Um, Mm -hmm. mm, mm, But I was incredibly, I, I had that safe space to go there. And I think that's the difference. I was really open and receptive to that experience that day because I needed it and you were the person that I wanted to help me through it. Um, But then, yeah, so in that moment where I was processing and purging a lot of emotion, I realized I had a newfound awareness that I'm trying to remember exactly what happened, but talking, circling back to inner child work, I realized that there was a point in my childhood at around seven or eight Mm -hmm. years old where Mm -hmm. I had learned that, and and this does might not even make sense to people listening, but I had learned that in order to be loved and in order to have connection with people, I had to be self-sufficient and I had to be the supportive one. And I had to probably not show my emotions to too sort of wildly otherwise anyone listening come (laughs) on now the things we do the strategies we adopt as little ones in order to win love and connection and, and we buy into these beliefs these stories and what I witnessed in you that was so powerful is there was a single there was the the real receptiveness and I told you as soon as you came in in your whole field, I could feel a deep opening. And so usually I won't start with the somatic session. I said to you, let's go straight in. And you were like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's and do we, it. <laughs> and there was so much beauty there and so much courage and vulnerability in this purge you're describing. And then 
through this somatic process, what happens is uh, I'm helping through asking questions to identify not only allowing the body to speak the language of the body, free movement, free sound, helping to release because our bodies know how to heal, which is really powerful. We just don't live in a society that encourages us and teaches us how to let them do that process. As you were saying, my body was doing things. I didn't even have Mm. what was happening. It It was purging. It was moving. But then we had through asking a series of questions, we identified this, yeah, seven-year-old part. And what I witnessed in you and I felt, and it was such a beautiful moment. This is one of my favorite moments with clients is this timeline going click, 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 click. And you seeing the first time you made that choice, that realization, oh, I have to be self-sufficient in order to be loved. And then feeling you click through every moment in your life up until now that you've reinforced that pattern and how that original wound has shaped so much of who you are. And then oh. as soon as you see it, it's like, an, it's like a spiritual, like click, 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 oh. like that awareness you're talking about. And it's a release. And all of a sudden you can yeah. go back to that original choice and choose again. You can help that part see, yes. because obviously when we're adults, you look at that and, and your rational mind goes, oh, I know that's not true. But most most of us can't see that wound. Mm. We're not conscious of it. So we're living from it unconsciously and it's running our dating lives, our career, our sex lives. But until we see it, we can't heal it. We can't reparent yeah. that part. So witnessing you not just see it, but feel it, release it was so mm. powerful. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And I mean, what you just said about these things that we have no idea that will have shaped our whole life and will have motivated our behavior and our actions in our adult life, you know, decades later even. And that's exactly it. You help me see the thing which is stopping me from creating the life that I truly want to lead. Or, you know, you're helping Mm. me uh, integrate what was in my subconscious into my conscious so that I'm now aware of how to stop doing that or how to break that pattern or, you know, um, heal, heal essentially from that original wound, which otherwise I wouldn't have known was there. Yes. And I think that the only way to do that, at least in my experience, truly is through working in the body. Because as we're describing, like, how does the somatic work fit in? We can talk about this stuff all day, but until we start to enter the body, because this is the realm of the unconscious and your unconscious thoughts, science shows us, are not connected to your conscious mind. They're connected to your breath, your sound, your free movement, your sensations. That is the direct line into the realm of the unconscious. So we do like a bottom-up healing method where we go into the body and then these memories start to surface as they did for you. So, you know, you you were like, oh, I'm eight or nine. And I was like, well, why do you think that age is here? And and you were like, oh, my God. And you shared an experience that – helped you to see exactly why your body knew that you were eight or nine before you even consciously remembered. It's like a bottom up. It's this experience of feeling in the body and then we bring it up. So you're studying this somatic work right Mm. now. Tell us a little bit, what have you learned, obviously through doing the work with me, but also studying it? Um, How do you feel about somatic work? I know you're probably (gasps) excited to more and more integrate it with your work. Do you know what? I am in this process of up-leveling massively through my somatic work with you, somatic training, um, because and what I've discovered, and I kind of, I thought I knew this before rationally in my head, but I'm discovering that 
my body knows best every damn time. Like, honestly. Yes. <laughs> my body knows what's going on before my brain even has a chance to catch up. And if I just listen to it and I really dedicate the time and the space to listen intently to my body, my life becomes so much clearer, so much mm. more joyful because I'm allowing mm. myself to feel whatever's going on and making the decision in that moment to do what's best for me um, and it and me mm. essentially. So for example, yes. if, if I wake up in the morning and I'm feeling a little bit shaky or nervy, I go straight into my body every time. Mm. Just tap in, ask myself what's there and end up embodying the feeling through movement and that's something that I've been doing a lot with you and with my somatic work I do it on a daily basis now whatever I'm feeling mm. I put on some music and I get up and I move and I embody the feeling that I'm having through movement and it helps to release it every time every time yes it works yes <laughs> <laughs> yes, because emotions are energy and sensations in the body. Yeah. So that makes perfect sense, right? We can't think our way out of anxiety. Mm. Has anyone listening ever tried that? How did that work for you? <laughs> yeah. We can't think our way out of state. Our mm. mind is really good for strategy, but it's like, as Tony Robbins says, it's like state before strategy. We, state and, before and it's so beautiful yeah. hearing you talk about like embracing the block. Mm. I think, yes, it's such a powerful point. Thank you for bringing that forward, my mm. love. What do you think people listening, if they're looking for a coach, what would you encourage them? Like, are there certain questions you think that everyone should ask when they're interviewing a new coach, um, certain things they should look for? What do you look for? Mm. So for me, number one is actually synergy between two people. Um, yeah. I'm very hot on the chemistry between me, myself and my clients. And if for any mm. reason we don't have that synergy or vibe off each other, then mm. it might not be a good fit because then that level of safety might not be there from the start. Not that it always is. I think you have to be really willing to delve deep if you want to go into this work. You have to be willing to open up and, and trust the process. Um, mm. But I think number one for me is the synergy. Um, and there are, there are a lot of things that I would think about. And let me just think for a second. Mm. Mm -hmm. What is it I would ask, you know, what is it that, what is it that you want to achieve through coaching? Mm, what is it question. that you want from this? And can mm -hmm. I help you get there? And how are we mm -hmm. going to get there? Like, what's the process? Mm. Um, mm. Mm. Oh, I'm just yes, <laughs> thinking yes. of all of my calls with my clients. There's so many questions. <laughs> 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 yes, yes, absolutely. You know what I realized the other day? I was back in Australia. I was in Byron Bay. I was taking a yoga class. Oh, man, I was so happy to be home. It'd been like three years since I'd seen my family. I got to take Patrick back there for the first time. And I was in this yoga class and I was loving it. I was loving the teacher. I was loving her, her sequencing and all of that. And I asked myself when I was in that session, what is it about this teacher that I am so feeling so much trust mm. 
so much safety, so much inspiration. And what I realized in that moment is she had an amazing blend of authority and humility. Mm. She was, you know, because when you walk into a yoga class or for me, when I have a mentor or a teacher or a coach, it's like, I want them, I want to know that they're a leader, that they can lead me. They have a level of authority. So Mm. they trust that they can guide me and therefore I trust that they can guide me, right? But also if someone's all authority and a yoga class is a good example, I think, because most people Mm. listening have been to a yoga class, let's let's assume, is like when you walk into a room and a teacher is all authority, there's no space. And sometimes Mm. it feels like arrogance, you know, it's like too much. But if you walk in and the other thing she had was humility. Mm. If you walk in and there's too much, let's say humility, or it's, it's like, it almost feels like uncertainty. I don't know if what I'm telling you is right. So that doesn't create trust. It's like Mm. this beautiful, I look for this beautiful blend and I only just realized this through this yoga class. I only Mm. put my finger on it of someone who is authoritative. They're a leader, but they're also humble in it. They've got grace. They're making jokes. They can laugh Mm. at themselves. There's spaciousness. Mm. And I was like, Ooh, that's what I'm after. Yeah. It's that relatability. Mm -hmm. And I think quite a lot of people, presume uh, at least I know a lot of my peers presume that if they go to a coach their coach should know the answers to absolutely everything how does anyone know the answer to absolutely everything (laughs) at the end of the day it's my job to empower my client to figure out their own answer to their question yeah I just help them I help guide them there I help support them get there through powerful questioning and you know all the the tools Mm -hmm. and techniques we use but yes I think back to your authority and humility trusting that they are a leader and trusting that they are confident in their work and their service but at the same time being relatable you know, like mm-hmm. you don't want to be talking mm-hmm. to someone who's uh, got knows this it all sort of image of perfection, which doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. So mm-hmm. it's not something that I personally aspire to be around in a mentor, in a coach or anyone, you know, I, I vibe off the ones who are real and raw and messy and they own who they are mm-hmm. and they own what's going on for them. And I think that also comes back to my point about synergy and if you vibe off yes. them and having that relatability factor. So, yeah, I think you've tapped yes. into two very important things there. <laughs> and you're super right about the synergy because it's like if there isn't the humility, which is like the vulnerability, mm. then you can't have synergy. There's no connection. Yeah. If someone's like this infallible, perfect, mm. ironclad being, um, and some people look for that, you know, they want a really separate, objective mm like someone who doesn't have any of them self in the room and it's just very like spacious. Um, I'm not that person, <laughs> but it's, also, <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's good to like, to, to recognize, I think for each of us, what do we look for if we are searching for a coach and a mentor and for those listening, maybe it's a good, exactly. good question to ask. Yeah. Um, what is the most surprising thing for you about being coached? What's something that you experienced perhaps during our time together that you didn't expect? <clears throat> everything. (laughs) It was all unexpected. Um, I think again, I think at the very start, I probably went in, I think if I actually give people some context, when I first came to you, I came to you with, um, a problem in my romantic life. I was sort of continuing on this merry-go-round in this merry-go-round relationship with someone and it was becoming unhealthy and exhausting and, 
you know, quite toxic and I was very attached to it. So I was, I was figuring out how on earth am I going to detach with this? So I came to you with a specific problem and something I wanted to fix and heal. Great. That was great. Did that. But it's everything beyond that, that I just didn't <laughs> even realize would, would change my life so much. You know, I think we, we cracked that pretty early on. <laughs> and I think for me, it's actually, the most unexpected transformations have been when I, I least, I thought that I didn't need help. You know, I'd be coming onto mm-hmm. a call and thinking, Oh, I don't really know what to talk about this week. You know, life's pretty good this week, but there is always more. There's always more in <laughs> Pandora's box just waiting mm-hmm. to be expressed. If someone offers you the space to really at the mm. end of the day, having that space, where someone is really fully invested in you for 60 minutes, 90 minutes, however long it is, how often do people mm. actually get that that safe space mm. in order to express mm. their, their deepest, darkest concerns or worries or or joys or celebrations? You know, I think we've yeah. been taught a lot of the time, and I, I talk about this with my clients a lot, is to celebrate ourselves as women <laughs> is, in inverted commas, arrogant. And this is something that mm. always comes up with my clients and, and, you know, the difference between confidence and arrogance. And, oh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a wild ride, coaching. <laughs> it is a wild yes. ride, but the most expansive, most epic ride because you, you just up-level every month when you're devoted and committed to it you become the best version of yourself on a consistent basis and and it's mm. it's really it's amazing <laughs> yes my love you are so devoted to your growth it's such <laughs> a joy to witness you continue to evolve expand and thrive how what have some of the changes been in your life since working mm. together <sighs> so one of the main ones i was thinking about this the other day is my approach to relationships, all relationships, not just romantic, but family relationships, friendships, um, romantic mm. as well. And I think learning how to be much more conscious in my approach to mm. um, people's projections, my own projections onto other people, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, using the right language, (laughs) conscious communication Mm -hmm. changes everything. (laughs) Um, And it's really helped me to actually forge deeper connections with people who I was already close with. But Mm -hmm. on another level, I'm not, I'm trying to pinpoint why. And I think it's because from having coaching, Mm -hmm. I have just trying to think of the right words here (laughs) I I take full responsibility or at least I try to take full responsibility for myself my feelings my emotions my behavior my actions and in doing so in every scenario in my life with people it has created this sense of real peace and harmony and connection with people because it just strips Mm. away any defense or 
Yeah. You know, that, that yes. sort of, oh, I'm trying to protect myself. So mm. I think it's just really forged like such deep connections with people, which, which I don't think I had before. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know what, G, that makes my heart so happy. Oh. So, so happy. And I want to reflect to you what I've seen in you and the growth I've oh. seen as well. But what's so resonant about what you just said about feeling like you can truly love and be loved is someone asked me two days ago, like, why do you do what you do? And I said, you know, I believe in true love. And I think most of us have too much wounding in the way that's so unconscious that mm. we don't know ourselves well enough to be able to love ourselves well. And mm. that prohibits us from having truly powerful, deep loving connection with ourselves. And then that prohibits us from really having powerful yes. connection and love with community, with partners, with kids, with the people around us. And for me, that's the meaning of life is yeah. to be able to love and to be loved. And I believe that it's possible, but most of us yeah, aren't able to get there because we haven't been able to find or locate the wounds so mm. that are preventing us, that are creating barriers. So it means so much to me to hear those words oh, from you. And I'm celebrating yeah. you so hard in I that. Mean, it's, it's, and the things... Go for it. I was just going to say it, it really is the most beautiful feeling and also realization to say that out loud here on the podcast is, oh gosh, that level of connection and love. And going back to your point about being connected to self means that your connection to others will inevitably become deeper. That is 100% what I've experienced. And without being truly connected to myself and knowing myself deeply, and hey, I might change from day to day, week to week, but knowing myself moment to moment and mm -hmm. truly connecting engaged with in myself, that process. Yeah, engaged in the process only means that my connections to others are even stronger and even deeper. And that's what we're all looking for at the end of the day, right? Belonging, connection, love. <sighs> Yeah, yep. if, only, if, only, yes, yes. if only everyone could connect to themselves deeply. <laughs> <laughs> well, with you and I on the job and many other powerful healers, facilitators, hel helping professionals, it's we're all happening. doing our bit. And the people listening to this podcast, yeah. they're clearly invested in their growth. This this is a podcast all about growth and love and vulnerability and all that all those things. So we're all here together, though exactly. you and me and all those listening yeah. and watching, we're, we're all doing our bit. And what I want to reflect to you that I've also seen is, you know, when we first started working together, I believe that you were training to be a coach mm. and now you run an amazing coaching business <laughs> and what I've seen is you your willingness to be seen to mm. take up space mm. to express yourself to share your gifts mm. you know we worked through so much of that and seeing you now so freaking confident so standing in the center of who you are, willing to take up space, willing to share your message, willing to be seen as a woman. Woo! Woo, it's a powerful one. Yeah, mm -hmm. willing to be seen. That took some mm -hmm. time. Yeah, I'm not, not mm -hmm. going to lie. That was early on in my journey before I was training as a coach. You know, it was one of my biggest limiting beliefs that – oh, I was too young to do this or I was too inexperienced or I needed to know more, or, you know, so many things. And and also that I had this belief my whole life that I was too emotional, that I was too mm. wild in my feelings. People wouldn't understand mm. me, you know, blah, 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 blah. I think people can resonate <laughs> with that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so really yeah. learning to 
be fully seen and received in my most authentic expression is the most mm. powerful thing. And, you know, I, I learned, yes. I've learned that I embodied it. I'm continuing to embody it. And through embodying it myself, I'm now helping other women do that. Young women yes. uh, find the confidence and cultivate the courage to express themselves freely and so that they can live their most fulfilled and liberated life. Because who doesn't want to feel liberated? you know? Mm. (laughs) And oh my God, I'm so grateful you're here because your expression is so juicy. (laughs) I'm like, yes, gee, more, more. It's funny speaking of like being too emotional, Uh right? I tend to attract the senses. I call them energetic Mm. like senses and also usually people that have energetic gifts. They're Mm. that those two things go together. And so emotions and deep feeling. Like sensitivity literally means quick to detect and respond to changes in oneself and one's environment. That's a fucking superpower. That is but a superpower. It does require <laughs> – <laughs> it, it is, but it, it also, also can be overwhelming and intense. So like learning how to work with that for me as well. And it's so beautiful, I think, to gain community around you that feels it. Like when we got on the call, I said to G, hey, I'm going to be 15 minutes late. And when we got on, I'm like, thank you so much for your patience. I was weeping during my gratitude mm. and l- totally broke down and just needed a moment to get myself yeah, together and she was like amazing <laughs> oh my god and I was you know for those 15 minutes I was also shaking and dancing and purging and doing all sorts so it was it was the perfect perfect um 15 minute date wasn't it, it was perfect. yes so people <laughs> listening they're out there you can find your tribe you can as that beautiful word that Georgie shared synergy you know, find the people, the community, whether it's coaches, mentors, friends, like um, if you feel too much, which is a big common one for women or too sensitive or too emotional to whatever, um, you can actually find people where that, that, that you, where your gifts are honored. And therefore, once you have that safety that we've been talking about, you can actually learn to integrate your gifts rather than fighting against them because you yes. feel like they're a curse. Mm, mm-hmm. Yes. L- learning <sighs> to find the safety and courage to express them in the world because they are magic. They are pure magic. Yes. And I inherently believe that every everyone on this planet has magic and medicine to share, but they mm. just sometimes need the courage to do that and the safe space and the freedom to do that. So. Yes. Speaking of safe spaces and self-expression and cultivating confidence, where can people connect with you and your incredible work? Mm, with me and my incredible work? Oh, thank you, lovely. Um, so I'm, <laughs> I am on Instagram at Georgie Clark Coach on Instagram, and you can find me at www.georgie-clark with an e dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do one-on-one coaching at the moment. Um, I'm doing a masterclass if anyone's in London, um, in person on embodied confidence and feminine self-expression. So I'll be sharing all the details on my channels if anyone's in London, but yeah, so yes. that's where people can find me if they want to engage or chat or yeah, just get into a conversation. Bless. Thank Mm. you, Mama. Thank you for your light. Thank you for the privilege of getting to walk beside you and witness your incredible magic and your incredible medicine and just for sharing some of that with us here today. Oh, thank you for having me. You are an absolute angel. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for today, Awakened One. And just a quick 
Thank you from me. Thank you for gifting us with your most precious resource, your time and attention so that we can make this world a more awakened place. And if we're not friends on Instagram yet, then we absolutely should be. So come on over and say hello at Angelica Alana and I'll see you there and see you next week.